0: I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Ooh, I am for real. Never get to make you
1: down daughter cry. I apologize a trillion times. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Alright, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing you. and spinning the one and twos. 877-37 Grind is your number. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky online Studios and today's show is being presented by Dosecchi's Get a dose 87737 grind. All right um, yeah let's make a transition uh, to the pig skin now because that's pretty much the stuff I want to cover with the NBA. We'll get back on that tomorrow and breaking down and taking a look at game three tomorrow night in Miami. Um, let's start with NFL when we have another gambling investigation, this time involving Colts cornerback Rodgers. Um, and there's details. What do details do we know? Um, I know that this was breaking out kind of like when we were on air yesterday. Um now there's one thing I'm going to let you tell me what the details of it that we know or what he's been accused because I know he's been some of them they feel he's bet on with his team, um, but I want to know. I mean, I'll let you kind of educate us what the details we know. But I know one thing I'm hearing, and it better not be because again we we might have somebody that might be taking the place of Calvin Ridley. But what do we know real, uh, uh, so far, uh, Mr. Clark? With uh, yeah. Rodgers and the Colts in this gambling situation?
0: Well, first off, yesterday it was a sports handle, um, and, and that's the betting page uh, for U.S. Bets and bet, uh, the Better collectively, uh, Collective. Um, we know that they, they initially came out that there was pervasive wagering from a Colts player that includes bets on his own team. They didn't have the player at the time, and then it didn't. You know, minutes later, we find out that it's Isaiah Rogers, a cornerback who played in nine games um, last year uh, for the Colts. And so, what it really comes down to, is, and what they, what they do know, is the sportsbook account was opened under the name of an associate of Rogers. A source told ESPN, approximately 100 bets were placed on the account over an undisclosed amount of time, including Colts games. Most bets were in the range of 25 to 50 bucks, um, but there was at least one low four figure wager.
1: Okay, that's kind of what I was hearing that I hope that I didn't hear uh, or didn't hear correctly or misheard that was going to probably have to take over for Calvin Ridley. Uh, with Mr. Um, Rogers here, um, look. First of all, there, there's also things to where now. I, you know, it's crazy because we were talking about me and you off air. We were talking about something similar to this when you were saying there was a player. That was important. I don't know if it was one of the Detroit Lions players that said that he never really, no one's really talked to me about any gambling policy. Yeah, one of the buzzing
0: um, headlines, you know, was uh, Jamal Williams, the running back who's no longer playing there. He went, he hit free agency and is with New Orleans now, and uh-huh. he had said, oh, "We weren't told about." And that almost makes sense when you have five players from the Detroit Lions that have been busted for. Yeah,
1: that's, again, I don't look at that as just excuses. I look at that as reality. I do believe them, and I believe there's a lot of guys on different teams that really don't know the NFL betting and gambling policy. I do believe that. With that said, in the same breath, I do believe it comes in down to common sense, and it comes down to asking and double-checking before you know. That's just being a rare, that's just being oblivious, okay, Um, and not mature. So there's both sides to that that I see. Um, but look, this is my take that I was going to give on Mr. Rogers. Um, what was Mr. Rogers? And you might have to look it up, but just give me a ballpark if you find out how much his salary was or what he was, what his contract was with the Colts.
0: Uh, he was in the entering the final year of a four year uh, deal worth $3.4 million. Uh, He's a former sixth
1: round pick, so he wasn't making a lot of scratch. Well, he was making enough scratch to know that this is my thing. And again, everybody's on. And look, there's people, there's thousands and thousands of people that make trips to Vegas yearly for recreational To go to adult Disneyland. There are people that basically place wagers in certain states that have legalized gambling um, for the fun of it for doodles and giggles as they say but these people that I speak of majority of those people are not part of a multi-billion dollar corporation That is getting paid seven-figure money. My point that I'm getting to, and the reason why I say we've got to automatically maybe put him ahead of Calvin Ridley now, is because that amount they're talking about lets me know Mr. Rogers. What's the man's first name again? Uh, Isaiah. Isaiah Rogers. That lets me know Isaiah Rogers isn't a true gambler. Well, Calvin, how you know that? Let me explain this to you because it's a psychological thing. All right. Um, When you're talking about. Twenty five dollar and fifty dollar wages. Let let me let me tell you, let's put let's put I'm going to put two. Of probably, I'll say three And there's others, okay But I'm just going to tell you the three top ones that come to my head When we talk about sports figures that we know That partake in sports gambling That's well documented Michael Jordan, the GOAT Charles Barkley And since, I guess he feels like he got a victory today An old lefty Phil, because Phil, the type of known report that he gave all his life. Okay. <laughs> like, hey, man. Oh, but, honey, I grab it. My point if we look at these three figures, and let's just start with the GOAT, Jordan. When you have infamous stories about him at a blackjack table or, you know, basically at a high stakes golf game, you know, you I've heard reports of Jordan at some golf game. This is probably when he was playing with the Bulls and stuff like that. You know, you're talking about games getting into the echelons of about a half a million to a million a hole. It's 18 holes in golf. You do the math. High skins game. Look, my point, I'm getting back to Mr. Rogers. The reason why I know he's not a gambler, because the mental aspect of gambling, I don't care if it's sports gambling, whatever, if you are a true gambler and you basically, the part of the... Addiction, a fa- you know a fascination of it, or whatever. It comes back to that feeling that you get when you have something at risk. When you make the money of, let's say, Michael Jordan, and even if you're talking about Rogers, if you take somebody that's really a gambler, <clears throat> and let's just say they're making. I don't know. The country's minimum wage for the last 20 years Stagnant. Let's say it's $7 an hour. 7 what is it? So I lost count cuz I ain't even the 7.50 and we had covid and everybody paying $19 an hour to get somebody to go back to work. Well, let's just say for I this take it's still 7.25. Okay, let's say 7.25. My goodness, man. I left west like what was my last year West Telemarket. Hell, it was I feel like it was like 6 80 or $8, $7 there. Damn, and I'm 46 I wonder why I can't afford a damn thing in this country anyway let's say you talk take somebody that's a gambler that's basically making $7 an hour that's working 40 hours a week he got $50 he got $75 on a game that's enough to make his butt cheeks wiggle maybe a little bit of that feeling when you Even the fact that Jonas just gave us this man, this young man's salary in the NFL, he's clearing uh, after taxes or whatever. He's clearing high six figures a year to play football. Okay, Twenty five to fifty dollars a bet screams to me. You don't know what the hell you doing. And number two, you're really not no gambler. And whatever's being reported, that high four figure was a four or five figure bet allegedly?
0: It was a it was a four figure okay. wager. That was, four. I wouldn't even say high. It was okay high. Yeah. Let's just
1: say a four figure wager. Nine times ten, that wasn't for you. And number two, you're like, hey man, I want a couple. Let me do. My point is, when you hear stories of Jordan playing, I don't know. Fifty thousand, a hundred thousand dollars a hand at blackjack. When you, my point is, when you make that kind of money, if you're a true gambler, you got to bet a lot more than twenty-five to fifty dollars to really get the effect of you really a true gambler. To get that feeling, win or lose. Like Jordan's sitting there basically, and this is back in the Chicago days. I mean, the guy's got 400 million coming in in royalties from Nike. I mean, the dude's over a billion dollar athlete, former athlete and business mogul in Michael Jordan. I'm giving you numbers basically back in the Bulls' days. If you're talking about having to bet 20 to 30, 50 grand a hand, that's to get that feeling of that competitiveness, that thing that drives you to want to do it. My point is if you really risked a year of football, for 25 to 50 dollars a bet. You 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 don't know what you're doing. You you're cuz even if, and it's I'm talking about as an athlete with something to risk. I'm not talking about a regular 9 to 5 guy. I'm not talking about somebody that just wants to have fun, put 10 bucks in the game, 20. Bucks. I ain't talking about those people. I'm talking about a athlete that is part of a multi-billion dollar sport and that is paid high six figures almost seven figures annually to play a sport to sit there to put in jeopardy not even to ask if it's something you could do first of all like if you're betting on other teams let's say you're betting on college or basketball and you get popped and it's like hey you can't do this from our facility that's one thing but for you to sit there whether you're the Detroit Lions players anybody say well I didn't know nobody's talking about when it comes down to betting on your team that should be a red flag to go to be like if you haven't lived on the rock for the last 30 years and heard things like Pete Rose and stuff that should be enough to know. like wait a minute are we even allowed to do this now so again i'm putting him worse than calvin rick calvin really risked 12 or 13 million dollars for 15 a parlay that would have paid him 1500 dollars i know guys that can pick parlays and they sleep they got a lot more to risk than that or whatever ain't making 14 15 million dollars a year. This guy Rogers, though, to me, just inexperienced all the way around. Twenty-five to fifty dollars a bet. You don't know what you're doing. Because that, because that's not even to have a fun or whatever. You just tell like that ain't nothing. You ain't feeling nothing. You just doing it to say you doing it. Maybe you've always wanted to do it. Maybe in college, now you got, I don't know, but it's crazy. You can't put yourself in that situation. Now, I'm going to tell you, this ain't going to be the, f- I'll keep saying this, this ain't going to be the first and it's going to be the last. The question I've got, and this is the reason why I had in the docket in regards to, this is going to be very interesting on how the league continues To monitor this over And I ain't talking about Just in 2023 this year I'm talking about years to come Three, four, five years down the road As more states legalize gambling And more money starts to come Through the NFL And they start getting Their own apps For people to bet on I want to know Is this something That the players union Is eventually going to come To the table in the CBA Or when they talk about it And I ain't talking about Getting their piece of the pie I'm talking about When it comes down Because the one thing NFL players love to do To point at You know To turn the mirror On the owners The commissioners They love to point out the hypocrisy. You know, I I heard it. I remember basically when it was being debated why can't football players endorse alcohol? Well, well, hell, man. We've got the Cowboys got middle light. We've got Coors light in Colorado. We've got all the. Why can't we endorse the hypocrisy? I remember, I've been covering the sports, remember even those talks. So, my question is I wonder is this going to eventually become a topic with the players? To sit there and say, wait a minute, man, why should we be suspended for a year if we can? How can this? Now, I know what you're about to say because part of me, part of that take was going to go is like, look, I wonder if they take it there, but the one parachute or the one I should not parachute, the one pillow that the NFL is going to always fall on and fall back on is the integrity of the game. The grassy knoll people. I believe that you could probably have a small portion of NFL players that could bet if they were in states that it was legal and bet on the NFL and really take their job and take it like it is no other thing like all right I got some extra juice on the on the game but I'm planning this but the problem that you got is that it's more than now ever we live in a society where there's a lot of skepticism and there's a lot of people that think things are rigged and fixed in general but again as they go through this and make example out of these guys cuz if you really want to make this a no no if anything we ain't learned today with the whole Tour Live and PGA merger, if you're against something and you are a commissioner or you're ahead of thing, if you're against something, then you've got to rule and come down with the iron offense and make examples out of people. If you tiptoe around like, well, you know, okay, well, it was only $25, $50, nothing was compromised. We know we gave really. He was the first one, so we had to get, well, you know, we're going to give him six games. Nah, man, because then you're going to start having more of the problem, which I think you're going to have it anyway, but you're going to have more of these things pop up. What do you got?
0: remember again they're, the NFL isn't telling and I it's kind of crazy that I have to defend the shield here the NFL isn't telling players you can't gamble there's they, they've got two terms on, on on their gambling policy as long as it's legal in your state right you can't bet on the NFL right and you can't bet at team faci- at at right. team facilities or NFL facilities correct on a those plane, are the travels, yeah. those are the only two stipulations here. okay. So it's not saying it's not saying that so, so where's the hypocrisy in that There there's not because the only fact is is you have to a make sure that you're you know at work and you're at when you're at work there's 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 uh, employers that will take your cell phone when you go clock in okay to make sure that when you're at work you're focused on work okay so you the only thing is is you can't place bets at, at team facilities and the fact that that it's obvious you cannot bet on the NFL. That is that is like we're, that is like buying. I I, I'm not a, I'm not a day trader, but I can imagine that you can't buy stock in the company that you work at. They might they might give you like like they might like I'm, t- I'm talking about trading that stock. Yeah. They might give you assets, but it's not that like you can trade that daily on the market. And he knew what he knew. Isaiah Rogers had the wherewithal. To understand the situation where he's at, because he had the account made under one of his uh, uh, uh,
1: cohorts' name. Okay. Well, first of all, when we come back, we're up against break. I'm going to come by and explain to you why I f- still feel there's a form of hypocrisy going on. I've, I've listened to everything that you said, and I'm going to tell you and answer to that why I think there's still a form of hypocrisy. why this could be something that some people in the Players Association want to take up with the NFL someday. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dosakis. We are broadcasting here. From the Hazel Sky Online Studios. We'll be back.
2: Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting zingzang ready to drink cocktail like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our Mango Margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients, just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang. Always bold, always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly.
1: Official sponsor of the Sports cry. All right, back here on the Sports Grind Today's show was presented by Dos Equis. Get a Dose We have been broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios And this last segment of the day is going to be sponsored by Zing Zang You know, the Texas summers can get hot but now they're blazing with the new zing zang blazing bloody mary mix the latest addition to the zing zang lineup brings the same great bold and delicious taste that you already know only much hotter shake things up with zing zang blazing bloody mary mix say that 15 times fast that is zing zang official sponsor of the sports grind all right so a couple other things that we'll get to um, before we get out of here um just another facebook live uh post real quick shelby t james checking in what up cal great take on gambling gambling is never about winning or losing money it's the high you get as the dice are dancing around right before they stop um well shelby yes and no i mean to the professional handicappers out there people that live that life they'll tell you this always about trying to make money uh but for even for the casual better Vegas trip whatever Shelby is kind of right what she's saying to that uh particular extent when it comes down to winning in that edge you know I always say probably the one of the best speaks He's had some classic ones but if you go look in uh two for the money and Al Pacino who's welcome another child in by the way at the age of 82 Alice I don't see you know Pacino De
0: Niro has a new kid. I don't. Does Pacino oh, have another
1: one too? Pacino was just announced last Thursday. He's got a new one on the way at the age of eighty two. Now the lady that's involved, it's a big age gap. But I, I, I didn't do too much research on her. But she's she comes from a, a a family that likes wealthy, like wealthy, wealthy. And she, of course, you know, you can be anything, can be an influencer two days. But she she had dated somebody older too before him that was famous. I forgot. I don't know if it was in Mick Jagger. I don't know. She was one of them young girls like Golden Man, but I think at the end of the eighty-two. First of all, like that's the, you know that's the icon, legend in acting, Al Pacino. But I, I mean, come on. I mean, first of all, it just comes down to like the only thing that this child has going for them at some point when they realize my father was Al Pacino. Other than that, that could be torture for a young. I mean, like that's grandma, like grandfather. He is and Eighty-three. I mean, hell, I gave up on my idea of ever bringing children in this world, probably at the age I had a crossroads. My my cutoff was like, I think I put mine at 33, 32, because I was like, man, I am not going to be going to my kid's graduation. And people say, is that your grandfather? No, that's my dad. I wouldn't do that to my daughter or my future son. I can only imagine being, I don't care what bank account you you look at, I can only be just 82, you know, but I'm telling you, man, drug and medicine has given power to a whole older generation to basically still be able to partake and make these decisions, perform enhancing drugs, just ain't on the diamond, okay, period. But where was I going with this? Oh, Al Pacino gambling. That's right. Two for the money. Two for the money. When he gives that famous speech about, yo, it's not when he's in that A Gambler's Anonymous meeting when he's like, It's not about that. It's about when your butthole's picking you they're the scrape they're raking all the chips back from you. I mean, like it's not even so much about the wins. I mean if you talk to a real gambler, they'll tell you they remember more of the losses in the amount more than they timed that they won, but Back to the situation at hand. Let me answer your question, your rebuttal that you had before we went to break, because you said, I don't see the hypocrisy in that. Yes, because this is why. First of all, Jonas, when you sit there and say, look, man, they're not telling you you can't gamble. They're laying out th- these terms that as long as you don't do it in the facility, as long as you don't bet on NFL pro football, you bet on college and baseball, nothing. First of all, for beginners and people just in life, what is the most thing that you want to usually do when you're confident in something and do what you know is you bet on it? That's why when you get in an argument, at least in the shop, basically in the hood, when you used to have the shops, anytime you want to end, you know, end an argument, oh man, they suck. They're going to be, all oh, right. put bet. That'll shut somebody up real quick. If they don't want to put money on the aid for sure. That's how you always test somebody know if they were a bet then, fool. At least we didn't say fool, though, in the barbershop. That's a whole other story. But look, man, the bottom line is it is hypocrisy because what do you want to do? You're going to want to bet on what you know, what you feel comfortable with, which is football and the NFL. Then find a so, hobby so, elsewhere. Uh, okay, John, but I'm just telling you, the re- let me explain why it's hypocrisy because— They have this, and trust me, I'm with the NFL. Honestly, as much as I talk about sports gambling on here and lines in the football season, I don't want any NFL players betting on the NFL. I don't. Because of the perception that it gives, and even somebody that's done sports talk uh, radio for 20 years going on, I still feel like I want to know, like, hey, nothing's going on. I've even talked off and on during the years on this show about the thin line that fantasy football totes. Okay, now with that said, if, you, if you're if you going to bet, forget the amount of money right now. If you're just going to bet, you bet with things that you feel comfortable in what you know. And it's human nature to go bet first the sport that you are a professional in that takes place in. That's why nobody believed Pete Rose from the dugout. Pete uh, forever, oh, I bet on my T. I was betting the kids. I bet on baseball. I'm never on the Reds. okay. Not saying you bet against them to lose but you probably you can't tell me Pete Rose didn't lay some scratch on the Reds to win when he was managing from the dugout. I'm just going to pick up the phone here. They'll think I'm calling to the bullpen but hey Charlie yeah Reds at minus 120 uh, yeah give me the lefty man he's ready yeah. Pete over with that I mean come on man so that's that look I'm, I'm not going to tell you in the near future. I'm just be surprised. These are new athletes, new generation. And the reason why hypocrisy, Jonas is when you're sitting there and you're getting fan you're getting DraftKings commercials pop up every other time during every timeout in every game and you're getting FanDuel commercials and you're getting this line and you're getting commentators now that are more comfortable saying, "Hey man, you know they're only favored by 3. He has been held. The XFL told you we're going to give you lineup updates out there." When you have the league's open, this isn't the Jimmy the Greek days, man. This ain't deal in the back alley. When you have it on Front Street and you've got owners that are profiting from sponsorship dollars from MGM and different casinos, and you're a player and you're losing a year's salary for being suspended, whether it's an ad facit or not, it, there is a way that you could look at there's some hypocrisy in that. But all that money coming coming to the
0: league... Allows a guy who only plays nine games, was drafted in the sixth round, to be able to make seven figures over the course of of his career, his four year career so far. Okay, so so it's not like they're not getting any of it. They're saying the one thing, the one thing you can't do. All right, is bet on your sport. We're going to let you be before the rules before. Even when we had legalized sports betting in, in 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 other in other states outside of New Jersey and Las Vegas, was none at all. Now the NFL recognized that hypocrisy and said no because we want just like anybody yeah. else, our, our population of our workforce makes up you know it's, 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 it's what one percent of college athletes ever get to go pro or whatever like that, but. It, it, it's a population and, and, I, and you I, want them using it. So I don't know. It, they loosened the rules and said, just don't bet on our sports, well, the integrity of this sport. We're going to we're going to we're more. bringing in more money now than ever. Contracts are uh, contracts for
1: players are higher than ever. And you know what? And that's why if I that's why they would need a brother like me in the meetings in regards to you're talking about between the owners And the suits and commission when they're laying out this like, hey, because trust me, the NFL knew this was coming. This isn't a shock. They didn't think like, oh, my God, all of a sudden we're having these gambling scandals pop. This was discussions that they talked about before they jumped in the pool, as I say, in the deep end. But you only, there's no fire drills, man. You know about it, but until real stuff starts flying, you just got to go through it. So I just want to put that out there. This ain't a total shock to the National Football League in Rodgersdale. That's why they put the stipulations in place already. But let me tell you something. The reason why they need a brother like me in the meetings with them suits and commission because as soon as they sit there and say, hey, man, this is what we'll do. We'll just go ahead and say, now that we can get the money, we want them using, but we'll just go ahead and say, hey, man, it's just not on football. There you go. And I would have looked at everybody high finally, like, hey, where'd it go, Bob? You came up with a good one. I'd just be sitting there in the cut, and I'd just be and say, are y'all done? Hey, man, let me tell y'all something, because y'all suits ain't out in the trenches. That's like telling, like, first of all, my point, you're opening a can of worms for things to go bad. Sometimes it's got to be either nut, yay or nay when you deal with a grade and something like this. Because for one, you don't know how many people in the league that are coming out of college that had gambling problems that we don't even know about. Then they get drafted and NFL, but now you've put a carrot in a cotton candy for and Say, hey man, you can't do it on NFL, but you can do it. And others, oh really? Okay. And then all of a sudden, well, you know what? They're not because I guarantee you, guys like Rogers. Kevin Ridley these other first of all I can tell they don't even know what the hell they doing and they just sitting there clicking because first of all I tell these dumb ass hey brothers let me say don't y'all know the URL on your phone and everything these sites that y'all go through they can pinpoint you don't even need a league to do that the people that run the site they can pinpoint where you taking that bet from where were you at and all that let me tell y'all something because y'all sticking y'all's hand in some hot stove you don't know what you got going on you stuck your hand in some you know what But I would go back and tell the suits, like, you're going to sit there and be okay. We can tote this line. That's like telling an alcoholic, being a friend of an alcoholic, say, hey, man, I know I was going to give you a ride home. I'm just going to stop at this bar for a They got a great happy hour. I'm just going to go in here for just one drink. Just come with me. Well, remember, we just stopped in here. You're putting him in an environment. You're putting him in, first of all, You're that all players are degenerate gamblers. Jonas, I know and I've paid attention to basically enough sports. I've had the fortune to talk to some different type of athletes, professional athletes over my time and career. There is a good chunk of guys in all sports that gamble. Not necessarily in their sport. There's a lot of guys that spend time in Vegas. There's a lot of guys that involve high-stake poker games. Uh... That one movie, uh, what was it, Molly, whatever the one on the poker deal or the female that was running the poker deal uh, that the book was made out of. I think it was Molly. She was running poker games. That movie based in there, the guy that played one of them was really playing the guy of Tobey Maguire, the guy that played the original first Spider-Man. Also, Alex Rodriguez, when he was playing in New York, Alex would go to some of these big six-figure, seven-figure poker games on the ground. There are guys in professional sports. I don't have to call them nextly degenerates a gambling problem. They like to gamble. So when you give them the freedom of like, hey, in baseball, hey, no. There is no, like, like I remember Salami used to always preach this. It's in every clubhouse that you walk into. Like, that's why nobody really fell on Pete Rose and felt sorry for him. Because it's in, since the Black Sox scandal, the White Sox scandal back in 1913 or whatever it was. The bottom line is it's been in every clubhouse. There is no gambling in baseball. Now, this is a whole, and you know what the ironic thing is? Baseball is in bed with DraftKings and MGM and everything, too. They just haven't had none of this come out as it right now. Because, again, their players are conditioned. This ain't what we do. They didn't try to get gray and cute like the nfl no it's not we're not having it so to me we're early in this it's the infant stages of this and i do believe there's going to be some things where the the, this is going to be a topic that the nfl is going to have to adjust on how they want to do things period I'm not saying there's a lot of players, but there's a certain amount of players that's going to feel like I lose a year's salary, but we I don't care if I'm getting kicked back from all the advertisements for sponsors or gambling or whatever. At the end of the day, I'm going to lose a salary while y'all really have brought this stuff to us. That's just the way it is. It, it's going to be an influx in progress because he ain't the last one and he ain't going to be. I would probably tell you out of 32 teams, all 32 teams got at least a two or three percent. Tile of guys out of a 52-man roster or 50 or 48-man roster that are gamble that are gamblers. And you can gamble.
0: Just don't gamble with your salary on the fact because you want a wager on an NFL game.
1: That's a gamble you're gonna lose. Every time again. You're gonna leave some sharp knives, you're gonna leave some uh Butcher knives and some samurai swords out in front of a four year old kid to just sit there and just basically, I mean, the point is, don't put them in. There is a thin line when you're giving them enough rope to hang themselves with. That's all I'm saying. Look, these are grown men. I get it. I mean, there's decisions that you gotta be made in regard to. That's why I used to always look at guys that I knew. I knew I had friends back in the day. They were basically they would be in before even marijuana became very commercialized. They would be smokers and stuff. They get popped. They would be on probation and papers. They still be trying to. Oh man, no, I'm just gonna go. I got some stuff that are just washed just away. It was it worth the risk? You are on paper, man. You can't go. You can't. You can't make it another six months a year. It. it I, I get it. I, but I'm just telling you in regards to when these owners and commissioners think it was this easy, like, we'll just tell them it's college, just not NFL. Like, there's problems, man. I'm just telling you, we can move on. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. Well, you want to add something about that? I do.
0: It's just a part of it. Just like Just like with... Drinking alcohol, and, and the show is sponsored by a lot, of, you know, a number of different alcoholic beverages, and you have a choice when you go to a bar to drink, or when you're sitting around the house, or when you're doing whatever. And all of our, all uh, whenever we do do our sponsor mentions, you know, please zing zing responsibly. Drink right. Pendleton whiskey responsibly. And part of responsibly is knowing what you can and what you cannot do. Responsible gambling is in in if you're an NFL player,
1: is not gambling on the NFL. Right, I get it. And that's very easy for some to follow that don't that are not enticed by gambling. You've got guys out of 32 teams that look, I I, I have a hard time getting out of bed on Mondays and Tuesdays after I play in a football game. Do you think I want to give any of my money away for free? You have everyday average working people that will sit there and just think of the process of taking a chance and losing money that makes them throw up. No form of, there are some guys that have no form again. They don't care because that ain't what they do. Unfortunately, you've got a good chunk of guys that basically have grown up in lifestyles like this, have been surrounded with this, that have done it while they're in college, where it's not as highly monitored as now that it's become more out there in the NFL. That's what I'm saying. It's still playing with fire. And it's an early experiment that will continue to have to be tweaked, period, period. And the NFL knew this when they made a decision, dude. That's why they've stayed away from this so long, all the sports. <laughs> but you on the verge of having Sin City capture two world champion trophies, like in the last in a calendar year, when it was like, hey, we gotta stay away from there. Uh, Vegas Aces and the Vegas Knights. And they're about to get a baseball team, uh, maybe. Well, yeah, I didn't even bring down a doctor because they hit a snag again. I swear, man. That 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 whole I told you, that's why I told you. I don't want to hear anything come out about the athletics to Vegas until I see some guys with some hard hats and some shovels. And they breaking ground. Cause this stuff then got stopped more than two or three times on the way to trying to move out to Oakland. 877-37 grind. Um real quick, um, The Kansas City Chiefs went and saw Uncle Joe yesterday. I did notice uh, Rob Casey Rob Sam, "I'm a player." Hey, nah, no. Nah, the reality is, that I ain't never remember a team going this damn late in the NFL to celebrate no Super Bowl. We got OTAs, but I get it. The Chiefs, they got no path of resistance. That's what they think. That's what they're accustomed to. But the reason why I bring this up, Patrick Mahomes, we saw how he was at the parade. He was hammered, which earned the right. We've heard he's been working with Trey and all this kind of stuff. And I've been telling you, Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes, I swear they want to be a rap group. They want to drop an album quick. They probably call P. Diddy or Drake like every other damn day. Come on, man. But the reality is Travis was going to have one of his moments. Uncle Joey got done talking at the podium and Travis goes in the lean to talk. And Patrick, this just shows you what kind of guy Patrick Mahomes is, man. This is why he's worked probably every damn penny. He just grabs Travis and says, uh, no, you don't. And it wasn't so much because, you know, Travis ain't been drinking. I guess it's one of those things that, you know, the podium that the president has, it has a seal right in front of it. Like, I guess there's some type of etiquette and law that you can't really go speak on an open mic of the president. term. For what I know, I could be totally base, but that's what I think basically was picking on. And Travis didn't understand that. So for the first time all off season, while they spent the whole offseason, Sam Rothstein and celebrating his trophy all the way up until kickoff Thursday. Patrick said, enough. Enough, Travis. Props to Patrick for saying Because people have been offended. What is Travis do? Don't he know that's government property? So you learn something every day. Special thanks. That is a wrap for today. Special thanks to producers of the show, Jonas Clark, San Antonio, El Paso, Abilene, people up in Lubbock, people up in Tyler, people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people in Laredo. When that alarm goes off tomorrow morning, for you hit the snooze button, before you're out the rack, just ask yourself. You grind in peace. See you tomorrow.